the hero of Meticia. Chapter 6 Balthian, the legendary hero of Meticia, watches his guests Fatine and Rusin closely as they process his refusal to return. Meanwhile, his wife Jenia returns to her easel to continue painting. Balthian glances out the window behind his guests and sees that the storm has begun to fade into a light, gentle snowfall. Looks like the storm is letting up soon. It will be safe for you to leave. It's been pleasant having you here. You're abandoning us when we need you most? You're the greatest hero of the kingdom. How could you just say that doesn't matter? I never said that. Being a hero does matter. It's probably the most important job out there. But one day, we all have to step aside to let new heroes take our place. You can't abandon your responsibility. That's not what heroes do. What can we even do without you? Everything. Let me tell you one more story, and maybe you'll understand. Balthian settles into his now familiar storytelling posture and begins his final tale. Eight years ago, the Metesian kingdom's neighbors to the west, the Grisalka Sovereignty, launched their first invasion. King Avamar assembled all able-bodied warriors to defend their homeland with the Azure Scale Knights and, of course, Balthian at the helm. Balthian himself was given command of an entire battalion, the largest group he had ever led. He feared repeating the events of the Frost Crown Crypt on a much larger scale, but he felt he could not refuse. So he traveled to the western border to take command of his forces, keeping his concerns to himself. As Balthian rode into the military camp, the men and women he would be leading watched like they were seeing a god stride across the land. A young woman wearing steel armor and a red officer's cape nervously approached him and cleared her throat as he dismounted his horse. Sir Balthian, an honor to meet you. I'm Captain Namana, your second in command. At ease, Captain. Tell me what's going on at our position. Of course, sir. The Hero Battalion is at the vanguard of our defensive line, where the fighting is sure to be the thickest. Hero Battalion. Unofficial name, sir. The men came up with it themselves. Of course. Continue. We're expecting a large Krizalka force to reach us at the end of the week. We've all been eager to see what you can do. I want to address the troops. Soon, all of the battalion's soldiers were gathered round Balthian as he stood atop one of the camp's supply crates. You call yourselves the Hero Battalion. I assume that is because I am who I am. But whether you intended it or not, the label of hero applies to you as well. You would not be under my command if you were not the best the Kingdom of Meticia has to offer. When the Krizalka show up on the other side of that ridge, I want all of you to prove to them why you are part of the Hero Battalion. This is your chance to be as much of a hero as I am. So take it! 
Balthian raised his sword as the crowd burst into jubilant cheers that sounded far too similar to those he'd heard before Frostcrown. Over the next several days, the defenders prepared for the approaching Krizalka the best they could. They performed combat drills, prepared defensive wooden spikes around the camp, and found elevated spots for archers. The anticipation built to near delirium. The night before the Krizalka were to reach them, Balthian found Captain Nimana and a couple of other knights gossiping about the nature of their foes. What do they want with us anyway? Do they need a reason? They want more land, and we're right next to them. But what do they need the land for? I don't know, to build more fancy palaces? I heard they needed more land for their magic experiments. That's right. I heard they were all warlocks. They're not all warlocks. That's ridiculous. The Krizalka are ruled by the Sovereign Assembly, who are all warlocks. And their armies are led by elite mage knights. But most of them don't have magic. Balthian, I'm sorry, sir. I didn't see you there. It's fine. Have you ever been to Krizalka, sir? I have. About 15 years ago. What are they like? They were human, once. But the Sovereign Assembly has been experimenting with magic for centuries, far beyond the limits of what any sane person would think to do. What even the Bothamog witches could even dream of, all for the sake of more power. Their very land has become poisoned, which is probably why they want ours. And their bodies are being twisted into something else. For most of their people, it's subtle. But for their mages, these mutations can be more drastic. Bony protrusions, uh, misshapen flesh. If they conquer us, then we will be subjected to the same poison. What monsters! They're leaders, yes. But the people are victims of this mad pursuit of power. Nearly every person we will have to kill in this war is just like you. An ordinary person with a family following orders from above. We have to defend ourselves from them, but do not hate them. Yes, we should all heed the hero's wisdom. Right. Captain, may I speak with you privately? Of course, sir. We'll be off then. How long have you been leading soldiers? A few years, sir. Before this, I mostly served as protection for explorers in the Southern Sea. I'm used to leading smaller groups, but I'm glad you're here to show me what to do. Hmm. I was hoping you'd have advice for me. <laughs> right. Like I would have anything to teach you. I'm serious. I've also never led any forces this big. I've mostly worked alone or with a small party. The last time I had anything bigger, things didn't go well. But you're Balthian. So I am constantly reminded. Listen, I don't want to demoralize you or anyone else. We've made strategic preparations. We've gone over drills. What much more can there be? Right. As long as everyone does their part, we'll make it through this just fine. The Krizalka arrived in the morning, and the first battle of the war began. Balthian led the charge with his soldiers close behind him. The Krizalka army seemed endless as hundreds of warriors flooded over the hills and into the plains. But though they were numerous and vigorous fighters, they were poorly trained in both personal combat and tactics. The Matesian archers bombarded the Krizalka from afar, and the prepared defenses funneled the horde into more manageable groups. Balthian tried taking on as many of the enemy soldiers as he could, certain that it was necessary in order to better protect his own soldiers. Get messengers to our other camps. Tell them to come here and trap these Krizalka in a pincer. 
Yes, sir. Couriers. Where are the couriers? The fighting raged on until storm clouds gathered over the field and the Krizalka soldiers abruptly stopped advancing. Balthian watched them closely, breathing hard and ready to collapse. The couriers are away, but it looks like we may not need the extra help. No. It's not over. Instead of more soldiers, a single man in obsidian armor appeared at the top of the hill. He was helmetless, and a sickly green glow could be seen from afar emanating from his eyes. Who is that? One of the Mage Knights. The Mage Knight raised his hand, and a large chunk of earth tore itself out of the ground and hurtled toward the Matesian camp. The projectile exploded into chunks of dirt and rock, flattening a tent and spreading debris over the back lines of the Matesian army. The Mage Knight raised his hand again, and at his command, another chunk of ground flew up towards the battalion. How do we beat something like that? I'll take care of it. Everyone else, keep fighting. The Matesians rushed forward, pushing their way through the Krizalka. Fortunately, the invaders were not versed in any shield wall or phalanx techniques, and the quick descent into disorganized melees opened a path for Balthian to reach the Mage Knight. The hero fought against his exhausted muscles as they screamed that he had to stop, but even his magically restored youth did not make him tireless. But he pushed on. Balthian knew that if he did not face this enemy captain himself, no one would. Soon, he reached the Mage Knight, and he could see his foe up close. The Krizalka leader was a giant of a man, at least two heads taller than Balthian, with numerous spiny growths of bones stabbing out from under his skin that twisted his visage so much he was unrecognizable as human. As Balthian approached, the Mage Knight bowed. Balthian, the legendary Azure Scale Knight. You are the only worthy opponent in your entire kingdom. Many great heroes meet their ends in battle. I am honored that I shall be the deliverer of yours. I don't suppose I can talk you out of all of this. The assembly is recklessly putting you- No, you cannot. Yeah, didn't think so. Balthian threw himself at the Mage Knight, swinging his sword with as much precision and force as his battle-worn muscles could allow. The Mage Knight flicked his wrist, and the Krizalka leader's sword flew out of its sheath, propelled by magic to intercept the hero. The Mage Knight's veins glowed, and his protruding bones twitched as he performed this arcane feat. Balthian tried to move round the floating sword to fight the Mage Knight directly, but his foe strafed around him, causing the hero to waste the precious little energy he had left. Balthian changed tactics, reaching out and grabbing the floating sword by its hilt. The glow of the Mage Knight's veins intensified as Balthian struggled to wrench the sword out of his telekinetic grasp. And suddenly, Balthian let go, making the sword fling back towards the Mage Knight. Balthian leapt forward alongside it, his sword drawn back and ready to stab through the Mage Knight's face. And suddenly, chunks of earth flew up into Balthian, knocking him over his target and sending him crashing to the ground hard. Balthian struggled to get up, exhausted and gasping for air, but his armor felt too heavy to move. Well fought. Your body will be sent back to your king intact for a proper burial. The first thing Balthian thought of was Jenia, sitting at home, working on a new painting. She was well aware of the danger he faced, but on some level, even she was unable to believe her husband could truly lose. Balthian's death would be a shock. He hoped Jenia would be able to move on. Balthian's next thought was guilt over letting down his soldiers. Without him, they would lose all hope. Anyone who could see him now is probably frozen in fear, expecting him to save himself. 
At least, that's what he thought. For Matisia! For Baltheon! Captain Nimana and five other knights ran from the battlefield and charged at the Grisalka Mage Knight. Surround him! Come at him from every angle! Baltheon watched from the ground as the heroic warriors under his command fearlessly battled the Mage Knight. Their foe fought viciously, using his telekinetic magic to its full capacity by throwing everything at them. Rocks, dirt, weapons and chunks of armor from fallen soldiers. The Matician warriors all took hits, but continued fighting. The Mage Knight could not withstand the assault from all of them at once. Got him! Keep it up! Don't let him breathe! The Matician soldiers pushed through the Mage Knight's defenses and battered him together, shearing off chunks of armor and slicing through skin and bone. The assault completely overwhelmed the Mage Knight, and soon he fell to the ground, dead. It turned out to be the Krizalka who lost hope when their leader fell. As Balthian's saviors rushed to help him to his feet, the remaining Krizalka turned and fled the battle. They're fleeing! They don't stand a chance without that Mage Knight! Sorry for stealing your glory, sir. You couldn't have done better. Balthian cancelled his request for reinforcements, when it was clear that the Grisalka were not coming back. And then the hero battalion reveled in their victory for the rest of the night. Today, you have all proven yourselves worthy of the name Hero Battalion. Those who gave their lives and those who still stand are all true heroes of the kingdom. I would remind everyone that one battle is just that. There will be many more battles to come and we cannot win them all. But after today, I know that we will win the war. We are not Balthian and his faceless soldiers. We are the Hero Battalion. You proved that today, and we will continue to prove it together in the fights to come. Those sober enough to remember the speech likely considered Balthian a prophet when the war unfolded just as he said. There were losses, and some days when hope seemed impossible to find. But by the time the war was over, Balthian found himself filled with pride and relief, as every single member of his battalion became, in his eyes, a hero equal to himself. But not all saw it that way. Once the war officially ended, Balthian returned to the capital, where he was customarily showered with praise from the king. Balthian, our friend, we could not have done this without you. For your heroic leadership, you are awarded the official title of Lord. Long overdue, we know, but there are certain precedents about this sort of thing. Of course, Your Grace. And what of the rest of my soldiers? What of them? They are just as deserving of recognition and honors as me. Ha! <laughs> Always humble. You know, that's what makes you the real hero. I don't want the title, Your Grace. Well, suit yourself. It'll be waiting for you when you change your mind. We'll send for you the next time we need you. I'll be there. Your Grace. And I was, until of course my return to Heldura. But that war showed me that it was okay to retire. That my choice to destroy my chance at a normal life was a mistake. The kingdom won't fall apart without me. It just needs new people to take up my mantle. That is what the Azure Scales were originally supposed to be. A place to train the best of the best to be heroes. 
not just glorified assistance to one specific unchanging hero. As Balthian finishes his tale, a large weight lifts from his shoulders. He looks at Fatin and Rusin and smiles expectantly. The king will be furious. Of course he will. But is that fury really more terrifying than the snowstorm you were foolishly brave enough to push through to get here? Maybe. The king is putting all of his hopes in you. When he hears you aren't coming. That's exactly why I can't come. It's not just the lesson of Frostcrown. I have been ripped away from my story's happy ending for 20 years. And the worst part is that there were so many others who could have been heroes if they were only given the chance to step into the role. The king has only ever wanted me because he won't let the mythology of me come to an end. He doesn't want to. I'm sure countless other Matisians agree with him. But everything ends, and there is always something new waiting for its chance. Do the two of you really want to be a footnote in the fifth volume out of hundreds of the legend of Balthian? Or do you want to help the people of this kingdom yourselves? Give them new legends. You have to admit, you haven't exactly made it sound like a pleasant life. <laughs> oh, it isn't. To be a hero, you have to care about others so much that you put aside your own happiness for years at a time. And the happiness of those you hold closest. It will be hard, and I can't guarantee you'll survive. But if you take the lessons of all of these stories to heart, you just might be prepared to deal with that. The real trick is knowing the difference between stopping and giving up. It's the most important and most noble job in the world. And I don't think you would have joined the Azure Scales and agreed to venture into dangerous lands to find me if you weren't capable of doing it. Fatine stands with a fire in her eyes that hadn't been there since her near death in the snowstorm. I won't let you down. More tentatively, but with just as much bravery, Rusin rises to stand next to her. I didn't think we could ever live up to you. But we can try. We have to. Smiling, Jenia turns her canvas round to show Fatine and Rusin her work. The painting depicts the two young heroes, standing heroically on a cliff, ready to fight an encroaching horde of shadowy figures. It's a work in progress. But you can come back after the war if you want it as a keepsake. Golden sunlight shines down through the parting clouds onto the white, unsoiled snow as Fatine and Rusin exit Balthian's manor. I'm kind of terrified. Me too. But this is the right thing. I'm glad you're sure. Can't stop thinking about everything that could go wrong. Good. I'll need you to keep me from running into another snowstorm. And I'll need you to keep me from dying when I follow you into one. <laughs> Can you imagine how mad the king's going to be? It's actually probably going to be kind of funny. He'll probably send us to the front lines out of spite. Right where we can do the most good. Fatine and Rusin hike back down the mountain through the snow. The two Azure Scales in training had arrived at Balthian's doorstep, thinking they knew exactly how events would play out. They would ask him to return. He would. He would save the day and win the war, as he always did. Now, vast possibilities stretched out before them. Fatine and Rusin continue their conversation of wild speculation as they march down the mountain towards their future.